0: <clears throat> I'm blessed to be here.
1: Yes, amen. amen. Me too.
0: I'm encouraged that the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Yes. When His law, I delight. Amen. And have good news.
1: Yes.
0: Jesus died for sinners. Amen. amen. And I have more good news. That's right. Brother Given is home from the hospital. Yes. So I continue in prayer for Him and for Sister June. And we pray for Brother Given to recover fully and be back with us. In um, January, I taught a lesson. It was uh, about the purpose for why Jesus came, but in a negative fashion. And it was about the misconceptions of about Jesus that He debunked by His own words. Mm-hmm. And this will be misconceptions about Jesus' purpose debunked, part two. And to, as a way of reminder, uh, I don't have a handout because, well, my printer's doing uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, problems, and also I didn't finish it. But I, hopefully I'll have something to say. And I uh, went through uh, some misconceptions about Jesus' physical appearance and where he was born and things like that. But... Uh, Then I went through showing how that the Gospels are the only reliable account of any information about Jesus. We can't know about Him really apart from the Gospels. There's a lot of things other people have have written that are uh, trash.
2: Right.
0: A lot of the early... uh, There's a lot of fake so-called Gospels that just add noise and confusion and aren't reliable. Yes. But... the, the first misconception was people have idea that Jesus came only to call the righteous. Yeah. And the second one is that repentance is not necessary. And Jesus debunked both of those when he said, Mark two seventeen, They that are whole have no need of a physician, mm-hmm. but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Yeah. So we discussed about that. And then number three was a misconception concerning the law. And Jesus said, Matthew five seventeen, Think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill.
1: Amen.
0: And the fourth con- misconception was concerning peace. It's commonly taught that you just come to Jesus and you'll have peace. All your relationships will be better. Your work will be better. Everything will be better. But Jesus said, mm-hmm. Think not that I'm come to send peace on the earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I come not to send peace, but a sword. And he goes on to say that he will I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes shall be they of his own household he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me he that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew 10, verse 34 through 39. And m- many people experience that ha- having uh, people in your own household who are enemies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We pray for peace. Yeah. The fifth misconception concerning ministry and um People think that ministry is a glamorous thing, but ministry is service, and that Jesus' plan for yes. ministry is the one who wants to be great in the kingdom shall be servant of all.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. In Mark 10:45, For even the Son of Man mm-hmm. came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, That's right. and to give his life a ransom for many. And he's our example of a servant. He's a suffering servant. He washed his disciples' feet when no one else would do it. And uh, I see in this fellowship many people who are great in the kingdom of God. So now we're... I'm uh, part my editing. I didn't put the number. This would be number six. Misconception concerning Jesus' purpose. Yeah. The, uh, if you open up the Bible to Luke chapter 9... 51 through 56. And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven? And consume them, even as Elias did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit you are. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. That's Luke chapter 9, 51 through 56.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And people often uh, have a misunderstanding concerning Jesus' purpose. And some many statements that, have in, that he made or were made about him has purpose or in a positive fashion That's, this is why he came, but here is one that Jesus himself said, "The Son of Man is not come to destroy men 's lives mm-hmm. but to save them I just point out that the phrase to, to save them is not in many of the newer versions, so there, some of the Bibles have been tampered with,
2: yeah.
0: and you would be uh, just of the impression that he didn 't come to destroy people. Mm-hmm. But he came to save them, which is not in many versions. Right. Okay, now in Second Kings, chapter one, one through fifteen. Now they, they said. Uh, in Luke chapter nine, the disciples James and John, the sons of thunder, yeah. saw this. They said, "Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did?" So the story of this is that King Ahaziah. Ahaziah of Samaria was sick and he sent his messengers to the city of Ekron in Philistia a foreign city to get their god Baalzebub to heal him on the way the messengers were met by Elijah who chastised them for going to a false god and he also predicted the king would die you know it's so an angel of the Lord appeared to Elijah and told him and then he repeated everything the angel told him And people would say, well, that's uh, an error in the Bible that is just repeated. No, it's a factual account. The angel came and told him what to say, and then he went and said it. So that's how, among many things, we know that's why the Bible is true. So the king asked for a description of who this character was that accosted them and told them that the king's going to (laughs) die. And when they described Elijah, the king got really mad, and sent soldiers to try to capture him. So now let's pick it up in 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8. Yeah. And they answered him and said, there's a description of Elijah, he was a hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, it is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him a captain of 50 with his 50. And he went up to him and behold, he sat on top of a hill and he spake to them, thou man of God, the king has said, come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven, and consume thee in thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven, and consumed him in his fifty. Well, he was a man of God, and he proved it. He did call down fire from heaven. Yes,
2: right.
0: They were trying to capture him. Verse 11. Again, he also sent unto him another captain of fifty, with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. By the way, I just want to point out, if you're going to battle... Against one man, 50 soldiers, <laughs> overkill. <laughs> and yet, there was no battle. They just got destroyed by fire. That's right. Verse 12 Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven mm-hmm. and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Verse 13 He sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said to him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these 50, thy service be precious in thy sight. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Behold, there came down fire from heaven and burnt up the two captains with the former 50s, their 50s, therefore let my life now be yeah. precious in thy sight and the angel of the Lord said to Elijah go down with him be not afraid of him and he arose and went down with him to their king so I have a question mm-hmm. does anyone doubt that Jesus had the power to call down fire from heaven no, no. he did all kinds of miracles he could uh, heal people just by touching them, by speaking to them. Right. people would come and sin to him and he would heal people in a distant city just by saying it, when the people believed. So we, we don't doubt that Jesus does have the power to call down fire from heaven. When he was here on earth, he had that power.
2: That's right.
0: But here's what Jesus said. The Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them.
2: Amen.
0: He had that power. He could have wiped out that entire village and burned them to a crisp. But he didn't, because he wants to save people.
2: That's right.
0: Now, there is going to be a time... Yeah when He will destroy the wicked. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 7 through 7-10 To you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty army, with His mighty angels. Verse 8 In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power when he shall come to be glorified in the saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. There is going to be a day when mm-hmm. he will take vengeance in flaming fire. That's why we don't take vengeance ourselves, but let God handle it.
2: Amen.
0: He will do a much better job of sorting out yeah. who needs vengeance and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I deserved God's vengeance. Yes. Yeah. By rights, he should have just Call down fire from heaven and burn me up. I should have been killed long ago. He had mercy on me. Amen. And that is the whole point of this. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God doesn't want anyone to perish. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of scriptures concerning, well, in the Hebrews it says our God is a consuming fire. Yes. Throughout the scripture, the fire came down from heaven and consumed a sacrifice. So there's many instances of fire coming down from heaven. And destruction from the Lord. Like when, uh, I think it was Nadab and Abihu were offering strange fire with their censers. And 250 men, the earth swallowed up and fire came and burnt them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's many ample instances of this happening. Mm -hmm. And i got a bunch of scriptures here which we can go into it if you want, but I'd rather, uh, we can prove the point that God does have wrath on the ungodly. Brother yeah, Robert.
1: In John 5:45, Jesus said, I was talking to, um, to, to to these men that, remember he said earlier, he says, how can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? So, you know, he's talking about condemnation here. They were put in the place of authority and, and they should have exercised that authority in, in um, being merciful to people. But see, they weren't. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they weren't merciful. They they, they would condemn um, people because they didn't believe or, or think like they thought. And this is what Jesus said. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. So the, the very fact that, that they... they they trusted in Moses, and yet they, they didn't understand what Moses said, because what Moses said, the law was, was given in order that sin might become exceeding sinful. In other words, you might realize that you, you can't. You need God. You need a Savior. That's what the, 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 the law was designed to do, is, is the convictment of sin. Well, these men were using it a, 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 as like a mantle uh for, for righteousness but see that isn't what it was given for. They we keep we keep it impeccable. That's what they would say. We keep all <clears throat> the law. Well but but there's remember Jesus told them, see, there there's some things you're not you're missing some things. The so the implications of the law and, and anyway so here Jesus comes right in front of them and and they don't know who he is. What what does that prove? That proves that they hadn't really in serving God at all, otherwise they would have recognized this one that was from heaven yep. could, they, didn't, they, they said they believed Moses but they didn't really understand what Moses was talking about anyway, this thing about judgment and condemnation see Jesus he, he, John 3, 16, 17 you know, he's, he's real clear on it you know? he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, he could have done that from heaven if he's going to say he's got to come into the world and he's got to lay down his life
0: Absolutely. God is a consuming fire. Amen. But the truth is he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants all men to be saved, and he wants all men to come to repentance. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Verse 3. First Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. He doesn't want anyone to perish. It would be, it's easy to... It would be easy for God to destroy people because they're not righteous. But he wants people to know the truth and to be saved. Here's another scripture. Second Peter. Chapter 3, verse 9. And previously in chapter 3, he's talking about the fire that reserved for the day of judgment. But verse 9 the Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I am thankful that he was long-suffering to me. And down to verse 15. Account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom... Given unto him, hath written unto you. If God just called it quits right now, a lot of people would die and go to hell. Mm -hmm. He very easily could do that. But the reason he's long suffering is he wants people to be saved. Mm -hmm. And the hope is they will repent and turn to God and receive his mercy. But if they don't, there will be a day of judgment and fire. I uh, praise God he's full of long-suffering. He's patient and full of mercy. Remember when Moses uh, was hid in the cleft of the rock and God passed before him? And it, this is Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 and 7. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and they will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. God is forgiving and kind and merciful, and that's what I want to talk about. God doesn't want to destroy anyone. He wants to save people. Psalm 86, verse 15, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Brethren, are there any comments concerning these scriptures?
1: So, uh, the um, <clears throat> God's doing a, a work that um, requires God to do it. I mean... He, before he ever made anything, he, he, he had a purpose, right? He was going to reveal aspects of his character. He was going to send his son. Man had was going to have to be delivered, right? And so he, he we know that, that, that the blood of Christ, when he died on the cross, God laid on him the iniquity of some. No, that isn't what he... He That's laid small. on him the iniquity of us all. So at the end, when we stand at the judgment, see, salvation was a provision that was made for all. Now, whether or not they believed or didn't believe, see, that's what they're going to be judged according to what they did with Christ. I mean, Christ did take away sin. And so the question is, what do you think of Christ? Well, will you have this man to rule over you? Because if you if you will, see, now, it, you, you have to, from that point, you reason backwards. Say, how did you come in? Did you just all of a sudden decide, I'm going to believe? Uh, I'm going to believe. Isn't that wonderful? I'm, I'm, well, then salvation would be of you, right? Mm-hmm. But see, that isn't how it happened. God mm-hmm. gave you to believe, right? He he imputed righteousness to you because you did believe, which is belief that He gave you. <laughs> see, faith is a gift. It's given to you by God. And it's in order that you might believe, serve Him. And so there's some warnings connected with that because the person could fall away right well you know that that is it is it God's will that we would fall away see this is this is foolish line of reasoning because see God's not willing that any would perish in other words he's determined salvation and at the same time knowing there are some that God's not going to give to believe whether or not that's God's perspective from our perspective down here we preach what you're preaching right now okay God's provision is for everyone Okay, God's not willing to any should perish. Why? Because he took their sin away. Who can you tell that God took their sin away? Every single person you meet. Because that's exactly what he did. Now from that point, God's going to take over and God's going to do his will in, the, in, in his own counsel. He's not going to ask you, do you think they should be saved? It, 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 see, this is, God, this is God's purview. And that God will do what's right. And in the end, at the judgment... It will be revealed exactly why a person didn't believe. See, yeah. there, if there's more to this than just meets the eye, and we trust that God's doing the right thing, and so our 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 um, calling is to preach Christ, preach the gospel, and then God will um, God gives the increase. We, we don't do that part, but 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 um, we do like like you're saying, we do preach Christ, and that salvation is available. Uh, otherwise, you know. There's some hyper Calvinists that, that believe that that God only is going, only going to save a portion, and the rest of them, even if they want to get in, they can't get in. See, that's not true. That's taking something too far. God never said that. What God d- d- does say is preach the word, be instant in season, rebuke and rebuke and exhort. Because even even though you you may have gotten into the kingdom, now you have to be sustained. You have to walk, you have to be built up, you have to be edified, see all these things. So that's why we talk about these things. Because see God God some people God gave them space to repent, right? Here in Revelation two twenty one, he gave this woman space to repent. No. But she didn't. Nope. She didn't repent. So nope. what did he do? Yeah. Well he condemned her, right? Amen. <laughs> you know he that why? Because she didn't repent. Yeah. So so what do you have to do? You well he says repent. Every one of you will believe the gospel. So this is um something that needs to be spoken. I think a lot of this is, is lost in our generation and, and 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 it's taught, you know, God you're gonna save you no matter what. Yeah. Well see this is wrong. God's not God's laid out a provision. That's His right. son died so this provision could be valid. Whosoever will. Do you want do you want to come to Jesus? Well, if you do, praise God because He gave you that want.
0: Mm-hmm. Brother Justin, in this situation,
1: situation.
3: See, there's a lot of people that they believe that God's going to send people to hell because they broke a few rules or because they broke a few laws. But you see, it's a it's a lot more. There's a there's a lot more gravity to it than Quite people well. realize. There's a lot more involved in that. See, Jesus took away the sin of the world. Not just our sins, but the sin of the whole world. So a person who finds themselves being cast into the lake of fire, they're not going to be cast in the lake of fire just because they broke a few laws, but because they rejected yeah. the God who died for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They rejected the Son of God who was a propitiation for their sin. They rejected Him. Now, see, it's a, that's a righteous judgment. It's going to be a righteous judgment for those people to suffer because they rejected the one who died for them. Yes.
0: This is not a popular teaching. Sister June?
4: Yeah, we're looking at the underside of this, the that's side right. that is visible mm-hmm. to us that, that we can we can discern. But you have to, to ask, like, why are there men at all? Yeah. God made man in His own image. Mm -hmm. Now this is something that God wanted for Himself. And He made man for that purpose. Mm -hmm. It was corrupted, but He is redeeming His creation that He made for Himself. Now how He does it, we're seeing. He's unfolding that that wisdom, what it means to be uh, a, a... Begotten of the Father uh, through Christ. What it, what it is to be godly. What it, all of these things are being made known in this process of salvation. But in the end, God is going to have what he always determined to have from the beginning. He's going to have a creature that is like himself. So that when, whenever any other being beholds that creature they're going to be able to see an accurate representation of God. Collectively, Mm -hmm. it will be a a complete one. Individually, it will be according to our measure and place, but it still will be accurate. Mm -hmm. So, in salvation, and it's right for men to think, what what should I do? What is my part? What, you know, uh, and personalize it, because it is personal. Mm -hmm. But, we don't, we don't want to think of it solely from the perspective of men and what we need and where we were. and what. No, we've, we've got to maintain this higher perspective mm-hmm. of salvation is of the Lord. Every single bit of it is of the Lord. Mm-hmm. No one else can do it. Uh, and we're, we're willing participants of it because we have believed. Amen.
0: Amen. When God does judge the world, there will be righteous judgment. And he... Uh, yeah. Part of what God did was mm-hmm. he created the world and everything in it and all yes. the people in order to show his mercy, Amen. but also to show his wrath. That's
2: right.
0: How could an omnipotent God, who would show wrath in perfect justice, mm-hmm. how could he show that? And part of this was to demonstrate his wrath. Amen. But today's the day of salvation.
1: Yes. Brother Robert. Well, you know, if, if, if you just look at the negative side of this, well, what if God wasn't willing to save them, to believe? Well, what if God wasn't willing? Well, then none of this, see, we wouldn't have any of this. Jesus wouldn't have come and died. He wouldn't have given the yeah. law. He, and the flood you know, would have never happened because he would have destroyed it before they left the garden. You know, if the, See, this whole, whole matter... That when man sinned in the garden, God didn't just extinguish him. Was that he? This was his purpose. That this is God working out something that had never been seen before. The angelic order had never seen God be merciful. They saw Him condemn Lucifer for sinning. But see this. What, what, what's going on here? God's good. He's going to lay out something that in the end you'll be able to see Him more perfectly. And then he'll have a people, right? His son will have brought many sons to glory, and he will have populated the, uh, a new heaven and a new earth with righteous people, people that want him. They, they love him. They, they've given their life for him, just like Jesus gave his life for us, right? They've laid down their life for the brethren. This is what God's doing. That's a great work. And so, see, the, the, whether or not people believe or not, see, that's not our, our, our purview. That we're not called to make people; we're called to, to, to present them with what God's done. Yes. And in that presentation, God goes to work; the Holy Spirit goes to work, and, and, and we see. So, see, we can get, This is an offer, okay? Now, God you say, "Well, God's not willing." I know He's not willing because if He's not willing, because if He was willing, we wouldn't be here.
0: Absolutely. In the days of Noah, when He was making the ark, yes, it says First Peter three twenty. The long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing.
1: Yes.
0: Just like Noah made an ark, we have Jesus as our ark of salvation. Anyone who is in Christ will be saved from the wrath of God. Anyone who is not will be destroyed by the wrath of God. Uh, look at Romans chapter nine, verse twenty-two and twenty-three. What if God, willing to show His wrath, and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction. And verse 23, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, yeah. which he had prepared
1: right.
0: for prepared unto glory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So God is going to show his wrath.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's also going to show his mercy. Amen. Today's the day of salvation. Yes. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. So, right now, the door is still open, and he hasn't closed right. it. But there will be a day when the door is closed, and you'll want to get in, and you can't. Mm-hmm. So, just urge you all to believe. So, that's a misconception. Jesus said, The Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, right. but to save them. Amen. So, I praise God for that.
1: Yes,
0: amen. Any more comments? Well,
1: this, you're, you're absolutely right. This is a, a one of the chief misconceptions of our time to say that people don't, you would think that after all this time, the church would have, would have presented this in a, in a way that people could understand what God's doing. But see, this this very fact of how do you come to the Lord? How How are, is a person saved or made righteous? This has been very muddied. See, that's why he told adult measure of the outer court, right? The outer court's been given over to the Gentiles. And see, they've they corrupted it. You call uh, Brother Rich Sankowski called a hundred churches up in Indiana. One hundred churches. And he asked him one question. What do I need to do to be saved? And he said just about every single one of them gave him a different answer. What happened? See this this the way has been been corrupted. Okay? Why? Because Satan, see that's the outer court. Satan was able what well, well, God allowed him to, to do this. Why? Because when a person believes, when a person's given the gospel of Christ Okay, and they believe it. This is of God. See, this isn't yeah. salvation. Isn't of man. Yeah. So, so you know, this, now will they be judged for it? Now, that's, see, God's God's gonna judge every every deed, everything. But see, the fact that anyone saved in our generation is a
4: miracle.
0: Amen. Amen, brother. So this is a misconception concerning Jesus' purpose. Yeah. He didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Let's go on to number 7, a misconception concerning God's will. Yeah. In John chapter 6, verse 38, for he says, this is Jesus speaking, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, Amen. but the will of him that sent me.
1: That's
0: right. Now this is after he fed 5,000 people. And the people were flocking to him to get the stuff. And if you provide entertainment and free stuff, you get lots of people to come in. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So they followed Jesus. He, took, he went across the Sea of Galilee, and they followed him in boats. And they went to where Jesus was. In John chapter 6, verse 26, Jesus answered, Why? they asked him, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Yes. Mm-hmm. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you for him hath God the Father sealed. Amen. Verse 28, then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Well, here's a question. What do you need, need to do to be saved? Mm-hmm. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall be saved in all the house. That's Acts 16. This is John chapter 6, verse 29. This is the work of God mm-hmm. that God's given you to do. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent.
1: Amen.
0: That's the short answer. And if you believe, you will obey. Mm-hmm. So you, and if you don't obey, then you didn't believe. It, it, but uh, it's, I guess it sounds kind of harsh when I say that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. John six verse thirty. They said, therefore, them what sign show us thou then that we may see and believe? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna mm-hmm. in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Yeah. Well, come on, we we had a good meal from, and we want more. So show us another sign. Basically, is what they're saying. Jesus said unto them verily verily I say unto you Moses gave you not that bread from heaven but my father mm-hmm. giveth you the true bread from heaven Amen. for the bread of god is he which came down from heaven and giveth life unto the world mm-hmm. Then said they unto him lord evermore give us this mm-hmm. bread And Jesus said unto them i am the bread of life mm-hmm. He that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst But i said unto you that ye have also seen me and believe not mm-hmm. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Mm -hmm. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will Mm -hmm. which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Mm -hmm. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son... Mm -hmm and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day.
2: Amen.
0: So Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will Mm -hmm. but the will of him that sent me. And God's will was to fulfill all the prophecies including doing great miracles and healing people making the blind to see and the lame to walk and, the, mm-hmm. and doing these miracles including feeding people mm-hmm. but that wasn't his ultimate purpose just yeah. to to meet people's physical needs
1: Amen. Yeah, he didn't
0: me. come down to do his own will but the will of him that sent him
1: if you don't eat if you don't eat if you don't have anything to eat eventually you're going to die it's just the way it is is, is this bread uh, bread and water they say that's a staple you got to have you've got to have that otherwise you'll die well see Jesus is telling them if you want to sustain life in God he's going to have to be your bread he sent me I'm the bread of life See, you're going to have to receive me you're going to have to live in me you're going to have to live by me but see this this wasn't appealing to them, and they didn't understand it did they they didn't understand what he was talking about which was evidence that they were seeking Him for the wrong reason. They weren't seeking Him because they believed He was the Son of God. They were seeking Him because He could, he could feed us, like you just said. He could, he could take care of our needs. Well, how many preachers today are, are preaching this kind of health and wealth doctrine that if you just come here you know, and you believe our doctrine, God will make you rich? Well, yeah, that's true. God will make you rich. But the question is, is in rich in what? You want to be rich in faith or rich in substance in, the, in this present evil world that's going to pass away anyway. So the thing is is that he, Jesus is really telling them the truth. This is the, just the truth. But see, there's a sense in which Jesus knows what's going to happen. Jesus kn- knows by Him saying these words, these men are going to go away. Right? And He doesn't draw back from saying it. Jesus doesn't draw back from hard, hard things. He, no. He'll give them to you. And, and, yeah. and if you can see it right, they're meant to strengthen you, to build yeah. you up, and so that you can, you can stand in the evil day. But, you know, if you're offended by Jesus, well, God forbid, we would be offended by anything Jesus said.
0: Yeah. Go down to verse 60 in John chapter 6, verse 60.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When he said these hard sayings, Many therefore of his disciples, mm-hmm. when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jesus said things that are offensive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, he made statements that if, if you don't put him first in everything, yeah. then you're none of his.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
0: That's not an easy saying. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. That's
1: right.
0: And he said he did not come to do his own will,
4: mm-hmm.
0: but the will of him that sent him. Mm-hmm. What is that will of Sister June?
4: Whenever we hear that, it's very affirming because whenever it said that Jesus did the will of the Father, mm-hmm. we know that what He is doing is making us acceptable to God Himself. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so we, in Jesus, we see the only and the perfect access to the Father. And mm-hmm. if we fall short of coming to the Father, then we have fallen short of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen gives us a great deal of confidence that that whatever Jesus does and wherever Jesus leads, Mm -hmm. it's going to be to that end.
0: Mm -hmm. There are people who might be watching or listening who might think, well, this is an impossible deal. Who can be saved? Mm -hmm. If you have any desire to follow God, pursue that. Mm -hmm. Believe on Him. Even if it's just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Follow with... Amen. Follow Him with what you have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He will give you strength.
1: Yes.
0: But ultimately, there's going to be a decision whether you follow Him with all your heart mm-hmm. or not. And uh, The question is, what was God's will? The yes. will of Him that sent Him? Amen. Well, in the, when it came to the end of his life here on earth, his last night before he was killed, he he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying about what was going to happen the next morning. And ultimately, it was God's will that he should suffer and die and take away our sins. It was an extremely difficult thing. The physical torture and the emotional abuse, but particularly the uh, being separated from God and forsaken by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the torment of having all the sin put on him he had never known any sin and now he's going to receive
2: mm-hmm.
0: every time someone was murdered mm-hmm. or there was a rape or there was a baby that was aborted mm-hmm. or any time someone shoplifted mm-hmm. baseball cards in 1975 in Topeka Kansas when I was about 10 God put that sin on him yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever sin it was mm-hmm. he put that sin on him That's right. and that was going to be very difficult Yes,
1: amen.
0: Matthew 26, 39
1: mm-hmm.
0: he went a little farther and he fell on his face and he prayed saying oh my father mm-hmm. if it be possible let this cup pass from me mm-hmm. nevertheless not as I will, but as thou wilt. Amen, that's
2: right.
0: He didn't come to do his own will. If he would have come to do his own will, he would have just kept on feeding the 5,000 and the 10,000 and the 20,000 and everyone in the world would have come and flocked to him and he could keep them happy and do things, heal them. And he would have had a huge following.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: But that wasn't God's will.
1: Amen.
0: God's will, that was that he would be rejected, that he would suffer and die and take away our sins. That's right. And that was a struggle for Jesus. Mm-hmm. His disciples couldn't watch and pray with Him. In verse 41, He says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation, for the Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus had a human side, too. He was fully God and fully man. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He had to overcome that Himself. So that was God's will. Brother Robert. You
1: know, Jesus... At this point, Jesus' will is slightly different than what our what we would be thinking of. See, Jesus didn't want to be separated from his Father. That was the the reason why he said, "Not not my will." But see, he 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 didn't want to be separated from his Father so much that um, this was this, talk about the most reprehensible thing you could do to Jesus is separate him from the Father. There was one. Yeah, so so, so this, this for him this was like we we would say speaking as a man this is unthinkable that i could do this but see this was required and he knew it and so what did he say nevertheless you can see jesus resolve he came to do the will of the father he had done it perfectly and and but see there was this time he was praying one time he fell. it was he was sweating as it were great drops of blood. It shows you how much He didn't want to be separate, but He did it anyway. Just like He'll, he'll, he'll lead us into areas of our life that, that we've grown comfortable with. growing to where It just seems like it's not such a big deal. No. See, these things, Christ can help us to overcome every single thing that's not like God in us. But see, in order to do that, we're going to have to have the same kind of resolve. Now, in our own measure... Jesus, I mean, I can't even, I can't even really understand every, all the implications of this. But I know one thing. Jesus set aside his own will. And he did the will of God at this point in time. And that's why he could be the perfect sacrifice.
0: Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 through 9. I'll read these scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Speaking of Jesus... Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Amen. Then said I, yes. Lo, I come. That's right. In the volume of the book it is written of me, uh-huh. I come to do thy will, O Lord. Yes. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law, then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. Amen. That's the purpose that Jesus came, yes. to do his will, to be that sacrifice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The perfect sacrifice that would take away sin and do away with all the other sacrifices.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Well, that's about my comments on this. Does anyone have more, to, more thoughts? Well, very good. I'm glad he came to do the Father's will. Amen. And this will be number eight misconception about who sent Jesus uh, John 7 verse 28 then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught saying ye both know me and ye know whence I am and I am not come of myself but he that sent me is true whom you know not so he was sent by God yeah, that's right the uh, God sent prophets hmm Many, many prophets. Finally, he sent his son. In um, uh, Matthew 21, verse 33, here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a winepress in it and built a tower and led it out to husbandmen and went into a far country and when the time of the fruit drew near he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it and the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another again he sent other servants more than the first and they did unto them likewise last of all he sent unto them his son saying They will reverence my son but when the husbandmen saw this son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They said unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen, which shall render him the fruits in their season. Jesus saith unto them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. God sent his only son into the world to to save sinners. And they couldn't see who it was that sent Jesus. And they just assumed he was saying all this stuff, making this stuff up. I mean he, he was a, in public teaching he did explain things to his disciples that he didn't explain to the general public but everything he said he said in public the people who wouldn't hear they didn't they weren't going to believe anyway but to his disciples who he had chosen he taught them he explained all these things he said in public what it meant But the people in public, they couldn't hear it. And they didn't believe that God has sent him. Because if they would have believed that God truly had sent him, then they would have believed on him. Because if you believe on the Son, then you believe on the Father. If you believe on the one whom he has sent, then you believe on the one who sent him. So this is just a misconception. People today can't see that God sent his son, Jesus. They think he's just a a good man a, a prophet he had, he's an example for our life we should you know live like him sister june
4: that is that is such a a, a convoluted way mm. of thinking if he was a prophet of god mm-hmm. then how could he lie in the name of that god that's hmm mm-hmm. And if he's a good man, mm-hmm. why is he spreading error? Yeah. yeah. And dividing households. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing that? See that that doesn't even make sense. Right. That is a mindless statement. Yeah. He is you. He, what is written here? Whenever whenever you take the scripture, you have got to come to a conclusion about Jesus that he's wicked, or he's the Son of God. Amen. Because if he's not the son of God, the stuff he did is wrong.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. If he was not from God,
4: yeah, he had to be, had to be holy and righteous and sanctified. Yeah, right. He none of his words could be a lie. Yeah, that's right. He could be. He could not have any sin in him. Mm-hmm. And to lie, and especially to lie about God, yeah. is sin. That's right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Sister Linda. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something. You had your hand up. That means it's five minutes.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I was excited. Linda was going to share. Okay. Today, people don't recognize that Jesus came from God. And you'll hear how terrible God is doing all these wicked things but they don't understand God, because if they did understand God, they would realize that God's merciful and just and long-suffering and patient. Amen. John three seventeen. God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved.
1: Amen.
0: So the Father sent his Son, yes. Jesus, and as a result of that... We are able to see the Father. We are able to understand the, mm-hmm. the Father. He brings us to the Father.
2: Yes.
0: That is the purpose for why he was sent. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 23. All men should honor the Son. Mm-hmm. That's why we worship Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. We honor him. Amen.
0: All men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Right. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. So if you see that God did send Jesus, you will honor Jesus and worship him. And in doing so, you're worshiping the Father.
2: That's right.
0: Mm -hmm. John 5, 36. I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works I do bear witness of me, that the Father hath sent me. So everything Jesus did, all these miracles and signs, Mm -hmm. that was proof that God had sent him.
1: Amen. That's right.
0: Can you see that God sent his son, Jesus? Well, you wouldn't be here if you didn't see that. So I'm speaking to people who may be watching or listening. Mm-hmm. This is the most important question. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Who sent Jesus? Did he just come of himself, or did God send him? I can clearly see that God sent Jesus.
1: Amen.
0: And his purpose mm-hmm. was to save People to be merciful and kind. He wants. He doesn't want anyone to perish. It says that I can't remember the scripture right now, the reference, but it says that God was in the.
4: God was in Christ reconciling. Second Corinthians
0: five. He was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That is the purpose for which he came to reconcile the world. Amen. The main problem. Mm -hmm. This is the issue people are estranged from God mm-hmm. people are at enmity with God people hate God mm-hmm. they don't want to know him they don't want to hear him they don't want to do his will mm-hmm. and what you do if you uh, knew that everything you did would be twisted and and rejected and you'd be abused and persecuted but that's what you were sent to do would you do that mm-hmm. that's what Jesus did
1: yeah that's right
0: yeah. they didn't understand him Mm -hmm. And yet he loved people so much that he died for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, brethren, I'm I'm going to ask if there's more Mm -hmm. comments, and if not, we'll uh, have a prayer and have more conversation. Mm -hmm. But I'm thankful that we have clear things in the Scripture that explain the purpose for which Jesus sent, and misconceptions about him, that he answered himself. So we're up to number eight, Mm -hmm. and... uh, I have one more. It will probably take a whole hour for the next one. But uh, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that Jesus himself answered
1: Amen. Yes.
0: why it was that he was sent, his purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thanks for your input and thanks for listening. And this is something that I've, uh, I wanted to teach for a long time, and I actually... Couldn't
2: mm-hmm.
0: teach this lesson until now. I was going to teach this in January, and I was not able to. I felt convicted that I, and so. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Yes, Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we're gathered here together in, in the name of Jesus. We want to worship Him and worship You. We want to honor Him and honor You. Lord, we thank You for Your Word, which explains clearly why Jesus came, and. We want to see more of you. We want to believe in you more. We want to have more faith. We want to obey you more. And we ask for a blessing. And we ask that we could be a blessing to other people and point them to Christ. Ask for a blessing on our meal and our conversation. Lord, we love you. In the name of Jesus, your Son, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen.